This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, uh, to another edition of Chewing the Cud. I'm stepping in tonight. Mr. O'Reilly's still in the States. Uh, big shout out to Joe and Donna and the Gavos and Torda over in the States. I think they met up with some of the to Chicago Evertonians the other night, so no doubt they had a ball at the game. So I suppose we better get into it. Uh, tonight I have Chris and Richie with us. Uh, good evening, lads. How are you? Hi, boys. How are things? Hi, lads. So, uh, Leicester, Richie, give us your thoughts. One all, good point or two points dropped? Um, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to decide. I'll tell you at the end of the season, I suppose. <laughs> um, on chances, look, we had Gilded's chances enough to win to win any game, and I suppose you look at Richarlison's and say, right, another day he's got a hat trick. Did it cost us two or did he gain us one? Personally, look, you just got to take it when you concede that early, and we were under the cosh. I think to come out of there with a point. Despite kind of all that went on and 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 having the chances, I don't think a point is the worst result in the world. It they showed a lot of fight to kind of stick in the game and to stay there and to keep battling to, and to get something. It's whether it's enough or not, no one really knows at this point. But I'm happy enough with it. I kind of would have taken a point beforehand, because it's a tough game in the back of it. I, what the disappointing thing for me was that we were so slow starting after ten days break. You know, on the back of a great result against United, you say come out of the traps. And obviously Leicester just wanted to quieten the crowd. Don't let us get a grip on things. And you know, and 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 they did exactly that. So that was really disappointing, kind of from the start, for whatever reason. But all in all take a point you know despite what's gone on since then obviously this is Friday and Burnley have played and won last night so that aside I think on the game itself I, I, I was relatively pleased with a point Chris what do you think yourself? Sorry I'm flipping all over the place I'm up and I'm down I feel like I've absolutely no emotion left to give but at the same time, <laughs> I still give everything I have as a fan, you know. It's just absolutely draining. It never switches off. We're not even playing and you're still looking at other games. It's it's an absolute disgrace, the situation we're in. But look, before the game, because we're every game away, I have it down, it's nailed on the feet. So there's huge pressure on all the home games. As a one-off game, we, we needed to win. But... They rested a lot of players in Newcastle. You know, they made seven changes, so they were relatively fresh. Barnes coming back in. They've, they've some fairly good players getting Johnny Evans back for fan in. You know, Leicester were knocking on the top four door for the last two years up to the last day. Won the FA Cup, won the league a couple of years ago. So they're not a bad side, even though they're having a poor season by their standards and they still find themselves in the European semi-final. So it's always a tough game against them, the way they play. They're good on the ball and that, but the real disappointment was the start. I mean, we got a warning call after 22 seconds or something. They got through and Colm made a uh, last-ditch tackle. That should have been the warning for us. And the first 15 minutes or so, it was just... It was like the game against United in the League Cup a few years ago. We could have been far down in the space of a few minutes. We were all over the place. And the first goal, as we know, was a big thing. We've managed to get it in a lot of the games at Goodison recently. And to go behind so early, took the wind out of the sails of the fans, the players. You know, and then you kind of... When you go one behind with us, generally that's curtains so far this season. You kind of think, right, we can see it and that's it. The heads will drop. But really encouraging that we 
we stuck in the game. They were the better side, especially the first half. We did also have that great chance with Richarlison. But they were the better team on the ball in terms of possession and play. But we did. We had some really good chances, but we stuck in there. It's, you know, you, you can't always play well. It's not always going to be about performances. We did show a bit of bollocks. We did grind in and we hung in there. Quality wasn't there. And eventually we did get our chance in the end. So, look, as you said, the questions we've pointed out the players, do they want it enough? Are they willing to fight and put bodies on the line? I think they are. It's just the quality is lacking. A lot of our senior players have really let us down. Um, look, Richarlison, it was still a scrappy goal he got. He should have got a couple of goals. He should have put his 3-1 up at Burnley. You know, five league goals or something this season, seven or eight last year. That's a very poor return for a Brazilian international. I think the Mary Gray has been an embarrassment since he came back. And that's not picking, picking out these lads. It's just the standard you'd expect from them. And you're looking for these lads to step up in the final third and make things happen for us when we need it the most. And it's just not really happening. So it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, 90 minutes, you're losing 1-0. Yeah, delighted with a point. Four points from six isn't bad from United and, and um, Leicester, but it's it's hard to not kind of get drawn up and down. You see Burnley winning and they play again and we have the derby. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns. All we have to do is just focus on us and just keep doing the best we can. Stick behind the team, whether we like them or not. I mean, I don't like the ownership. I don't like the players, the majority of them, but it's our club, it's your club, it's my club. They're just custodians of our club and we need to do whatever we can to get the club over the line, get it to the summer and then we'll chase them all out of town when that's done because whether we stay up or not, changes have to be made from top to bottom. But anyway, yeah, overall, a draw, considering the circumstances and the start of the game, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was content, yeah. I suppose we, we kind of look maybe into the game Order in relation to some of the players that he, he picked in the starting lineup, one one that sprang to mind, and we spoke about it before that the Leicester game was mean, and whether he'd introduce him from the start or bring him on, he decided to go with him from the start. With obviously Godfrey in the centre with him, and Nikolenko and, and uh, Shane was on the right, the right move, Richie. Or would you have put Keane back in, given Keane would have been a bit more fitter, possibly match fit? I'm talking about the, the Nina. Um, what's your thoughts on that? No, I I mean, I, when we spoke about it the other day, I was kind of saying that if Mina's fit and if, if he's available to put him in, you know, that you're better to start him and, and have him come off rather than bring, bring him on and have to bring him off. But I thought it took him a while to get up to speed and I'd say be disappointed with the goal. He was kind of all over the place. Kind of all, all the defence were really, you know, it was a very easy goal to concede. It just kind of passed through. It was really, really easy. And we, it's just not enough fight to get to the ball or to put in a tackle. That was kind of disappointing, but I thought the defense did okay. You know that Mina, especially, he's just he's a nuisance back there. He's big, he's strong. Um, did all right, Godfrey as well. I thought the fullbacks could have been a bit better. Um, Coleman started well, but I thought he faded second half. wasn't kind of given enough, given not not enough support, but enough support support that he could have been. And probably Mikalenko as well. Not as good as United, but still a decent performance from him. Um, so I think the selection was right. Um, supposed to be a big thing is if Mina is able to play two games in in four or five days um coming into the weekend or what he, what he'll do but no all in all I thought I thought they were they were okay and happy enough with the selection at the back Chris you uh, touched off from earlier on obviously Dominic was was ruled out 
uh, through another injury and he, he, we won't have him again on Sunday and he just decided to go with a front three of Richardson, uh, Gordon and Gray. Talk Gray didn't really excite the fans at all. One or two maybe moments but he wasn't there in my mind. Well, just wonder what you thought of the front three. Should he have brought in Rondon to replace straight replacement for DCL or are we happy with Richie going in as the number nine. I suppose you're basing coming off the back of the United performance, you can understand that he didn't want to make a whole lot of changes. And Charleston has been leading the line with, with Dom out, so he's the next in line, regardless. He's our number two, our backup striker. And it made sense to bring Damari Gray back in. Gordon is a mainstay now. He, you know, he's earned his place in the team. He's one of the first on the team sheets. So, uh, no, I've no issue with a colleague, but we, we just seem the idea of that front three should be it should be fluid and it should be all interchanging, but it doesn't seem to happen. Richardson just seems to kind of get be up there on his own and we're punting long balls up and he's not. He's all good in the air, but with his back to goal and the defender has a run on him, he's not going to win much ball. And even if balls do drop, he picks up second balls. Just, the midfield is too far behind. There's too much space. And then Leicester just pick the ball up and they recycle and they go again. So he's isolated. You know, the fella runs himself into the ground, but I still think he's better coming, up, coming in off the left when he can get a run at players and he can come inside on his right go left. I just think with his back to goal, he's... Um, He's not suited to the centre forward role on his own. If he has someone up there that he can play off, maybe a Dom or a Rondon. Like you said, when Rondon came on, it allowed Richie a bit more freedom to kind of drop off and play off. My thought he looked a lot better and a lot more dangerous then. But now, to be honest, the team sheet on paper, I was I was really happy with it. Um, it's just it's just one of them, you know. To let the, these players are. They're letting us down in the final towards defensively the last couple of weeks I think we've improved and we are putting a bit more focus on being more compact we're not conceding as much I know we've made some silly errors but we do look a little bit more little bit more uh, you know compact and a bit better at the back but that's coming as a result of the forward play is taking a hit now so we haven't quite found that balance be able to back up the forward players and it's they're let down. We're expecting a lot more from the Mary Gray and Richie should be putting them away, you know. We can pick out individuals all day, but managers should he only should he done that, but there's no excuse for him not putting those two chances. Do a header fair enough, but that that chance in the first half was was atrocious. I think he was thinking of his celebration before before he even took the shot, you know. So they really have to step up. You know, talk, you can Gordon done quite well. You can't fault his efforts. His quality is going to be up and down at times. He does some really good things. His final ball is there at times. Just some stupid things, kicking corners out of play and free kick near the end. He hits the first man of a one-man wall. Like things like that really need improving. But he's a young lad and you can't you can't be too hard on him. He's come on leaps and bounds this year and we're relying on these lads to dig us out of shit the last few games, you know. So they just got to show though uh, what it used to sign Al Ghazi has been because um, he hasn't even been next to near the team, you know. But uh, should that would be another podcast in itself, uh, the management of the club. Um, also, I think the question will need to be answered by the club whether they see Richardson as a number nine or 
because I, I, I tend to agree with uh, Chris there in relation. I think it's better. Rich is better off out on the left coming in. Um, but there, there, there is some positives I, I took uh, from the other night. Albeit, look, we battled to the end and um, we managed to stay in the game. And I listened to Lampard's post-match um, presser and he, he, he mentioned that a couple of times that they have to continue to stay in the game. But one of the match shouts, um, Richie, for me, Wobi was there. Mikalenko was maybe a second. Um you know, I'm just wondering who, who, who you give your uh, trophy to. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I thought it would be. He was kind of the, the spark that was trying to do everything, trying, trying to bring us forward. You know, he's he's running again, was excellent. And it's it's measured running. It's not headless running. He was pressing really well um, and trying to do the right thing. I, th- I, th- I thought he was good and he's been good for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, for people to stand out, there was no one really kind of, you know, we didn't have a whole pile of the ball. Um, so yeah, I'd be kind of going with him. Who I was, I was disappointed with Alan and Delft. To be honest, I thought the two of them they were kind of caught in no man's land. They they played through was way too easy so many times. So for me, that midfield was compared to the, the performance that they put in against United, where they were the shape was brilliant. They they intercepted. Delft's reading was brilliant. That it was just way too easy for Leicester. Um, but on, on a positive note, yeah, again, I'd say Awobi would 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 have been my pick. Chris, what do you think yourself? I don't think anybody, as Rich said, stood out really. No one was really good, but nobody was really bad either. It was just, it was a weird one. Again, like Rich said, not having much of the ball. We didn't, it's not as if we had sustained spells of pressure and we were creating a whole lot and anybody stood out. It was more based on keeping our shape a lot of the time and trying to close down at the right times and press when we had to and put off space in between the lines and stuff. So we've done a lot of work, hard work without the ball. But you would, I'd have to agree. I'd have to say it will be just based on, he looked like the only one that could make something happen. The only bit of creative spark we had, this work at this engine is unbelievable. And to be fair to him, he's been consistent for a good couple of games now, which is a big finger we've always said. He's always showed patches of what he's had and what he can do, but he hasn't really done it consistently and he looks to be doing a week on week now, so that position seems to suit him. And again, with the right lads around him, he could be even better. And his confidence has grown as well. He's always apparently suffered with his his mental health and his confidence and stuff at times since he moved. We all know it hasn't worked out the way we the way we hoped it would for all parties. But yeah, Obi was probably the pick of the bunch. Um, hopefully, he can carry it on now. But um, he just yeah. He just has to carry it on because a few performances in a shit show of a season doesn't excuse any of the players for the situation that we're in at the moment, you know? I think, I think you need to give a shout-out to the subs as well. I thought that they were both decent when they came on. I thought Rondon was really that's good. What, Sorry? That's what I was going to ask, uh, Rich. You know, just before we obviously we leave the Leicester game, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Lampard's in-game management and obviously bringing on the two boys and taking off Alan, which I, I tend to agree with you, I thought he was quite poor the other night. Yeah, I, ju- I just thought it was positive, and I thought Ali was it was his best game for us. Thought he was just you know he looked more involved and he was better on the ball. He was his running was a lot better, and obviously he kept chasing right to the end, which we haven't seen from him before. You know, and created wouldn't say created, but got the ball across for the goal. Um, but yeah, he was a lot better, and I thought Rondon just gave us a big option up front 
you know, that he was he was he was an outball for us. He held it up, but he's he's a battler. And it's kind of what we expected when he came in first and, you know, get 15, get 20 minutes, you know, saying should he be in started? But I think that's his role. Come on and, you know, when bodies are tired, put himself on the line and ruffle us up a small, but it suits him a bit better. But um, yeah, I I, I think it was, I think they were both good moves and at the right time as well. You know, I suppose we needed a goal, so we needed to be more more progressive and to be more attacking. And yeah, and I thought they, I thought they both put in a shift. Chris, I can't really ask any more from your subs. That's mm. the idea. They're supposed to come on and change the course of the game and make an impact. And I think they both did in their own way. Rondon, we look, we know he's. Not technically fantastic, but he's a big presence. He looks a lot fitter and sharper than he did when he first came. So, uh, yeah, he's strong. He's experienced. He, he can hold the ball up well. He can put himself about and he can, you know, he can he can flick the ball on. He can bring other players into play. And it, it just brought the best out in Richarlison, having that, having that presence up alongside. He occupies defenders as well and gives that other option of going a bit more direct. So, yeah, I thought he couldn't have done much more. Um, Deli Ali, it was nice to see him contributing. You don't really know what, to, what the story is with him, you know, because we know he has the quality, but you see things on Twitter saying, ah, we're waiting for next season when he's not the type of player you bring to battle, Ali, you know. If you want players to fight and battle and put themselves about, he's not that type of player. I would say he's a luxury player, but he's... He's kind of all, when you have possession on the ball, a bit of creativity and making runs in behind and stuff. And we're not really playing that kind of football at the minute. So defensively, he's been ghosted a few times in his first few games. You can under, kind of understand um, why he's not getting in. And Farrah Walby is probably playing at that tip in behind where Ali would be playing. And you can't leave him out at the minute. But it was good to see him come on and contribute in the goal. And hopefully that gives him a bit of a confidence boost because... By all accounts, he is. Um, they are happy with how he's training, his commitment, and his attitude in training. So, look, sometimes it just takes a bit of time to settle into a new club. He's been down in London pretty much his whole career, and um, he's moving up north for the first time in a team that's struggling, low on confidence. We we haven't really had a full team now. We we haven't found our system, you know. So there's a lot of things that. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, even in these lads' personal lives and stuff. We're just looking in from the outside, you know. I'm sure Lampard pushed big to get him in, so I'm sure there is plans for him, whether it's the end of this season or hopefully we'll get safe next season and we can bring in a bit more players in a certain system that'll bring out the best in Delhi, you know. But hopefully that little uh, contribution will give him that confidence now. We might see a bit more of what he's capable of now come uh, the last seven or eight games. Yeah, we could certainly do with uh, Delhi Ali of Spurs two or three years ago, that's for sure. I suppose we'll leave the, the Leicester game there and, and let's speak about the daunting task we have on Sunday. Um, I suppose the main thing to remember, I think, about Sunday is come 8 o'clock at night, regardless of how the weekend results go and where we may finish in the league table come 8 o'clock on Sunday evening, there's still what, six or seven games to go. So it's not certainly over on Sunday evening, but it's a daunting trip we have to, to, to that place. Um, you know, the press conference today, he's come out and said that Van der Beek is injured yet again and Gomez is injured yet again. So that's two midfield options that he's down. So, look, it's going to be tough. Um, how do you go about it? How do you set up, Richie? Oh, who knows? I mean, look, they're a top-class outfit, fairness to him, but 
how he goes about it, I think you just have to try to sit deep and try to nullify space and everything like that. So whether you're going, I'd be reluctant to kind of go five at the back. You know, it just hasn't worked for us. We don't have the positional sense for it. Even with kind of me in the back, I'd be more likely to go four, five, one. But, you know, you're looking at Delph and Allen the other night getting run around by from Leicester. You know, their midfield is just so, but I think maybe put the core in there. At least he has legs to chase. Um. You know, I really don't know how you how you set up, you know, whether it's a four, three, kind of two or something like that, to, just to try to break it down. But we just have to try to nullify it. Don't give them room in behind the same way as kind of we did last season. We went five at the back last season and, you know, just frustrate them. I think, you know, you know how they are. They'll blow us away if, if we if we concede early, you know, like the other day, it'll be over within 10 or 15 minutes and we can't let them do that to us. So, I don't know, I... I want to say I'm worried about it. I've kind of prepared for the worst mentally, but it's 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 not one to look forward to for sure anywhere. Yes. How would you set up against them? I can actually see him starting with the five at the back. Um, we done last year. We done it fairly well. It's just the fact their fullbacks, uh, Arnold and Robinson, get so far forward. We can see him putting Mina in. Um, Godfrey and probably Michael Kane and having Coleman and Michelenko. We can see the, the five at the back try and stop them, kind of Robinson and that getting in behind. And then just we just have to park the bus. There's no way about it because you can't play a high line or give them space because the one pass, as you're seeing, the cut you to pieces. The way we are in possession as well, we're so bad. We dwell on the ball. They press, press, press. And feel we lack the composure to have any sort of sustained possession in the game. And if they turn the ball in midfield, they can cut you. And Diaz as well. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him. He's a he's a fantastic player. So we look take the 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 rivalry thing out of it. They're probably the best team in the world at the minute. As much as you hate to say it, them and City, they are right. They're really really good sides, and. They never, they're never going to have an off day against us. Every team has a day where they're, they're off, but it's never going to be against us because of the game that's in it, where they're rivals, the fans, the, they're always going to be on it. And they've given us some patience there, even when we were half decent, finishing fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever. It's a mentality issue with us going there. I know we won last year with no crowd, but other than that, it's been 1999. It's a big mental block. We've won away a win all season. We're getting absolute pacings away from home. And if the shoe was on the other foot, you'd be saying it'd be typical now. If, you know, if, yeah. if, if that was us saying, oh, these have won win all the season and they're coming to good us and you'd expect them to turn us over. But it's very hard to see anything but them beating us by a couple. When you see Spurs putting five past us, Palace putting four past us, Burnley putting three past us away from home, you can't see anything but it three or four for them I hate to say it, and that's not being negative that's not giving up that's just taking everything over and just calling it how it looks I hope they got him wrong but I just think they overpower pretty much any team in probably Europe at the minute and the situation we're in it's very very hard to see us getting anything and it, I don't want to be all doom and gloom they say farm goes out, win, out the window but it doesn't seem to the last couple of years but I hope it does on this occasion but look you never know it's about like Rich said first 15-20 minutes they come out of blocks and they try and blow you over and they know 
they score early against those that will cave and they'll, they'll hammer us. So if we can stay in the game 20, 25 minutes, be compact, don't give up too much, and we need a look on our side, you're always going to need luck going to those kind of places. Try and quiet the crowd. The crowd are always quiet anyway. But try and get the crowd to turn on them. The longer it goes, nil all, the crowd get anxious, you know, and then we can slowly start growing into the game. As I mentioned, their fullbacks push up. They play such a huge high line. So we just have to sit on our own halfway line, whether it's Richarlis and Gray, whoever. And when we get the ball, just ping it in behind their fullbacks, into the corner, into the space, and let's just try and turn them and get them on the break. Every opportunity we have, you have someone, maybe like Rich said, the car might, might start. He'll have that energy to break in from midfield. And hopefully we get a bit of lady luck and we can be clinical if we get a couple of chances. You never know, but it's very, very unlikely. But it's, these aren't the games that are going to, you know, defy. it's going to come down to our home games and the Watford away game, really, that's going to make or break for us, to be, to be honest, you know. Just in relation to possible starting lineups and it's just something I thought about there. Um would you bring would you start Rondon to hold up the ball? Because as you said already, you have Richie up there who wouldn't be great at holding up the ball by any stretch of imagination. So would you bring big Rondon on and let him rough up Van Dyke and whoever they play as the other centre half, maybe and helps us get players in and around them then? Yeah, it's a possible option, like, because then you, it just gives you, if you're sitting deep, that you have something to aim at and to buy you a bit of time to get up and support him. But again, he's not going to do it for 90 minutes, you know, so. And I think we're better off to have an extra body kind of in and on the field and he, he's not going to leave Richie out. Um, whether he And I think Gordon needs to go in to have that bit of pace on, on the break as well and his work rate coming back. Um, so it's it's... It's difficult to kind of say without knowing kind of what kind of formation he's going, whether he'll go with four, whether he'll go with five. And I think that'll kind of kind of decide it because if you if you could put him in, you know, I think he'd be a good option to have given his strength, but just someone to hold it up, sit deep, kind of launch it long team, hold it up and 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 play off him. But who knows? But then I suppose the big thing is Chris was saying is that they're so clinical. We just need to try to nullify that attack and to and to frustrate them. Yeah, look, and, and I don't like saying it myself, but they are they are uh, they are on fire at the moment, and they blasted United away in their last game, you know. So the omens aren't on our side either. That's that's called a spade a spade. And as I've already said, air league position on Sunday evening doesn't represent where we're going to finish at the end of the season, hopefully. So, um, that's really about it, lads. As I say, we're just stepping in for Joe and and. Obviously, Joe's listened to the podcast over in the States and I think it's prediction time now. So, I think Joe's gone for a 5-0 defeat if, if, if a defeat, uh, I'm not it? wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so look. So, uh, Richie, go on, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, I can see nothing other than a defeat. Unfortunately, what it'll be, probably similar to Goodison. Let's go 4-1. Chris? Yeah, I've changed. <laughs> I was thinking a 4-5, or five, but I'd say, I think the Beatles are 3-1 probably. I think we'll get a goal because they are, they're vulnerable enough. I think we'll sneak one, but um, they'll just have too much and chances are they'll just play out the game then, take their foot off the gas 
and uh, an easy an easy evening in the end for them unfortunately but let's hope the goal difference doesn't take too much of a beating and we get through unscathed with no stupid suspensions or injuries because we're going to need everyone in the run in you know we've another week down till Chelsea and that's a game at Goodison where they're hot and cold as well we should be targeting that get the crowd right on them regardless of where we are and have a right go at that you know yeah, actually, now that you mentioned the whole red card and yellow card situation, it was interesting to see that both managers came out with similar philosophies today in relation to it's a derby game and tackles do happen and possibly pleading with the, the referee to, to be lenient to a certain extent, you know. Um, I'm going to go with a formation of 4-1, 4-1, personally. I think Delphi sit and they have Takari and Iwobi in the middle with Richie out on the left, uh, Gordon on the right, and they put Rondon up front. But uh, I'm going to make it a, 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 a defeat again, but I think we'll, we'll be defeated 3-0. Um, I think the goal difference is going to be massive. Um, people are, 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 are saying, we only have a tough game on, on Sunday against Wolves Wolves are a funny team they can turn people over or they can just lay down so if uh, any of the Wolves supporters are listening to our team <laughs> they could do us a favour on Sunday but uh, going into going into the, the Sunday evening I I, I I don't have much hope unfortunately so look I'll go 3 nil and and, uh, and just hope we get out without any red cards or, or massive injuries and I, I do think we could take something from Chelsea the following game but Come the end of the match on Sunday, you know, with whatever seven games left, they're the seven games we need to be concentrating on because I think our whole future as a club is in is in uh, is up for is up for uh, a question mark. That's for sure. Okay, guys, that's kind of wraps up tonight. Um, short pod tonight, but um, just to give a brief uh, intro into the game on Sunday. Guys, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I'm not sure when Joe is back, but sure we we'll tune in next week and we get another one, another one done next week. Thanks, Colly. Thanks, Chris. All right, boys. See you, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to at com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the Toffees.